Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson about science fiction. You may have expected this lesson because a couple weeks ago we did one on medieval times and fantasy. So, this is the natural follow-up. Science fiction is also fiction. Stories that aren't true but they take place in the future. I am a big science fiction fan. I love reading science fiction and I like watching science fiction movies. Um so, in this English lesson, I'll help you learn some words and phrases that hopefully help you understand a science fiction book if you read it or when you watch a science fiction movie and there are a lot of them. There are a lot of science fiction movies in the world. So, once again, welcome to this English lesson uh, about science fiction. So, science fiction uh relates to stories about the future. Someone has imagined the future and they've written a story about it or they've created a movie about it. Um so, we have a short form though for science fiction and it's the word sci-fi. So, if you are a fan of sci-fi, it means you really like science fiction. I'm not sure why we do this in English so often. Science fiction isn't that hard to say but for some reason, we shorten it and we sometimes say sci-fi. We even have a channel here called the sci-fi channel although they spell it a little differently. This is the most correct spelling but sci-fi once again, stories about the future, stories about robots and spaceships and people traveling from planet to planet, people living in futuristic cities. That is what science fiction is all about. Stories about the future and sci-fi is the short version of it. Mostly these stories take place in outer space. Most people who imagine the future imagine us traveling um from our planet to other planets. Sometimes outer space involves our solar system and maybe we live on Mars as well as the planet earth but sometimes outer space involves traveling far beyond our solar system to other parts but the vast majority of stories that people write that would be called science fiction take place in outer space or at the very least on a very um futuristic earth, planet earth. And of course, planets and stars make up the majority of the places where people go. They might be traveling to a distant planet. They might be traveling to a distant star. They might be traveling to visit people who live on a different planet. Planets would be things like earth And stars would be things like our very own sun. The sun is actually a star. A galaxy though is a whole bunch of planets and stars and other space things together and spinning. We actually are in the Milky Way galaxy. The planet earth is in the Milky Way but a galaxy is a collection of planets and stars and other things kind of spinning and connected to each other through probably their own gravity. I'm not sure. I'm not an expert but definitely a galaxy is a large collection of planet and star planets and stars and the one we live in is called the Milky Way. So, if you look up in the sky sometimes on a perfect night, you can see it looks a little bit milky. It looks a little bit white because of all the stars that are in our galaxy. And if you refer to everything, that includes every single galaxy, every single planet, every single star, uh everything that exists, we call it the universe and we do put the word the in front. 
So, our galaxy is in the universe. We all live in the universe. The universe is huge. The universe is possibly endless. I don't know a lot about the universe but it's definitely really really big and uh everything that exists is in the universe. Hey, the people that go into space or outer space are called astronauts. There are astronauts from many countries on earth and we tend to work quite well together. It's one of the things where a lot of different countries um work well together in terms of uh, having a space station traveling to space. Things are a little rough around the edges right now in terms of countries relating well to each other in terms of going to space but if you were to talk about someone who goes to space, we would call them an astronaut. So, a lot of astronauts will go to space. They'll do some experiments on the space station and then they'll come back. In the far future, people who travel aren't always called astronauts. Um I think when space flight becomes common, people are just passengers. You're no longer an astronaut. And we also have theories that there might be extraterrestrials or aliens that live somewhere else in our galaxy or in the universe. People are going to ask this question. I know they're gonna say, Bob, do you think aliens exist? And all all I'll say is, I don't think so. I think they would have visited by now. But extraterrestrials would be um um creatures or um I can't say people. They would be beings from another planet. They would be uh people who are not human who uh evolved or developed outside of our planet and solar system. So, it's hard to describe what an extraterrestrial is. Not a human, not from earth. There, that's my best explanation. And we also sometimes talk about it in a broader term. We'll just say intelligent life. There's the search for intelligent life. They're looking for um intelligent creatures from other parts of our galaxy. And once again, do I think intelligent life exists um outside of the planet earth? I I don't know. I don't think so but I don't I could be proven wrong at some point in the future but currently, I think that uh, it's just us. That's that's my uh that's my feeling. Um so, when you travel in space, you will use a spaceship. So, a spaceship is a vehicle that has been designed to go in space. Space has a near vacuum or vacuum. There's nothing in space. There's no air around you. So, you need a special ship that can go in a vacuum. You need a ship that can travel safely through space and we would call that a spaceship. We might also uh, call it a starship. Uh, If you have watched Star Trek at all, they have starships like the Starship Enterprise. So, a starship is simply a spaceship that is able to travel between stars, okay? So, a general term would be spaceship. A specific term for um a spaceship that can go really far really fast and travel between stars would be a starship. Uh very cool. If you've ever watched Star Trek, uh you will enjoy um Uh, many episodes of uh, people traveling from stars to star. Um and I do wanna mention, I'm not a Star Wars fan or a Star Trek fan primarily. I am a fan of both. Some Star Wars fans don't like Star Trek and some Star Trek fans don't like Star Wars. I like both and I really do enjoy both of them. 
And of course, we on earth here are still sending up rockets. A rocket is a vehicle designed to travel from the earth into space. Um well, some are designed to travel from earth into space but a rocket is usually just a long tall vehicle with a big rocket engine at the bottom and we count down 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, blast off. When we were kids, we would often do that like we would count backwards and when we got to zero, we would say blast off because the rocket when the countdown hits zero, the engines ignite, the rocket engines ignite and it will take off. So, rockets are one of the ways that we travel from earth to space or just to send up a satellite. Uh we have another kind of vehicle called a UFO. This is an unidentified flying object. I didn't put the full term on the screen but a UFO would be anything flying that we can't identify. Usually, it ends up being a satellite or a weather balloon or something else. Uh some people believe that aliens come in UFOs to the earth and visit secretly at night. I'm not so sure about that. And then we have what's called a shuttle. There's a couple different kinds of shuttles. This is a space shuttle. As soon as you were use the word shuttle, it means it can travel back and forth. Um so, a shuttle is something that can take you from one place to another. At the airport, you can take a shuttle from the parking lot to the airport and then from the airport to the parking lot. You can take the space shuttle to the space station and then you can fly back down and then take it again. In science fiction, sometimes a starship or spaceship will send a shuttle from their ship to another ship and it's just a shuttle is just a smaller spaceship that you can fly back and forth between one ship to another. Space station. So, this is a very advanced looking space station. Uh the current uh space stations do not look like this but one of the theories is that as we uh move into the future, we will eventually have space stations. A lot of science fiction books and movies um they either visit a space station or they stop to refuel at a space station or to take on supplies. Maybe they need food and water. So, a space station is just a large base or station in space somewhere that humans have built where uh they can visit with spaceships to uh resupply to um I don't know, hire new people if they need more astronauts. I'm not sure. And then if we build something on the moon or another planet, the very first structures we build will be called a base. So, when we travel to the moon, eventually we'll build a base on the moon. When we travel to Mars, we will eventually build a base on Mars. So, a base is simply a way to refer to the first thing that humans build uh when they get to another planet or moon in this case of our moon. A light year. So, once again, Bob the Canadian teaches English, not science. But a light year is the distance that light can travel in one earth year. So, uh the distance that light can travel in one year would be one light year. That means that if you wanted to travel to the sun, if you went at the speed of light, it would take you 8.3 minutes to get to the sun. When the sun emits light, it takes 8.3 minutes for that light to get to earth. If you wanted to travel, for those of you who live in the north, to the north star, it would take you 320 years 
if your spaceship traveled at the speed of light. It's very, very far. So, anyways, a light year is a unit of measure. It's a way to measure a very long distance in space. Um and we do it by saying uh it's the distance light can travel in one year. By the way, we cannot travel at the speed of light as of yet. I'm not sure what the fastest speed a human has gone but definitely we have gone faster than the speed of sound but we cannot travel at the speed of light or beyond it yet. So, faster than light travel. This is often something you hear about in science fiction. In order to travel these great distances, we will need to develop a way to travel faster than light. In science fiction, they have solved this. In almost every type of science fiction, they will have hyperspace drive or hyperdrive or faster than light engines or some way of traveling faster than light um, to get from one part of the galaxy or universe to another. Of course, in sci-fi, there are almost always robots. Um sometimes we call them androids if they look like humans but robots would be a mechanical creature with a computer for a brain that can do some of the same things as humans. An android is simply a robot that has human-like qualities. So, usually two legs, two arms, a face and eyes so that they look kind of human. This would be considered an android. Uh this would be considered an android. Um a robot like R2D2 in Star Wars would just be considered a robot. Actually, do we call them a droid? They call them droids, don't they? Interesting. So, I guess that's a Star Wars specific reference but my understanding is a robot is anything mechanical with a computer brain. An android is a robot that has some human qualities. AI is what we use is the short form for artificial intelligence. So, AI refers to any machine that can think. So, when we develop computers, sometimes we program computers so they can learn on their own and so that they can analyze huge amounts of data quickly and we sometimes say we use AI. Currently, there's a really cool AI in the world called Dali which can make images and so, we have something that isn't a human brain but we've programmed a computer to think a little bit like a human and we call it AI or artificial intelligence. A cyborg in science fiction often we have merged technology with humans to create cyborgs. So, a cyborg is a human who has parts of their body that are robotic. So, maybe they have a uh, a robot arm or they have uh computer chips connected to their brain. Anytime a human is enhanced with technology, we would call that a cyborg. So, often in science fiction, you will run into uh humans who have been enhanced with technology or merged with technology and we would call that person a cyborg. Time travel is a common thing in science fiction as well. The ability to travel forward or backwards in time. When you talk about the movie Back to the Future, they traveled back in time and then forward in time. I can't remember all of the time traveling that they did but time travel is the ability to travel either back in time on earth or forward in time on earth or forward in time and place. Depends on the kind of machine you use Um, but often a science fiction show will involve some element 
of time travel. It's not always common. In Star Trek, they have done some time traveling. I don't think anyone in the Star Wars movies has time traveled but in Star Trek, they flew the ship around the sun once to travel back in time and I think even in one of the early Superman movies, there is a little bit of time travel. Anyways, the ability to travel through time, that would be really cool. In order to do it, you would need a time machine. A time machine is obviously a fictional device that you would use to travel through time. You get in a time machine, you punch in the date where you wanna go and you push the button. I'm talking like I've used a time machine and then it takes you uh, where you want to be in time. If you wanted to know whether I would prefer to travel back in time or forward, I think both. If I could do some time traveling, that would be super, super fun. I would love it. So, I mentioned faster than light travel in order for a ship to get through to travel quickly but also sometimes they'll talk about wormholes where a ship flies into a wormhole in one location in space and it pops out from the other end of the wormhole and the distance between each end can be many, many light years. So, often when you're watching a science fiction movie, they'll say, we're going to take a wormhole to travel to the next galaxy and then they'll go in one end and pop out the other and quickly travel hundreds or thousands of light years in the blink of an eye. Sometimes in science fiction, they'll have a force field. There will be people who are fighting battles. There will be wars in the future and you're watching a science fiction movie and the person is about to get hit by a bullet or something and it gets stopped by this somewhat invisible field of energy. We call this a force field. So, this person has activated their force field. The force field will stop bullets. It will stop projectiles. It will protect them. So, they are protected because they have a force field. By the way, I don't think this technology exists either yet. Um almost everything I'm talking about doesn't exist. That's why it's called sci-fi, right? Tractor beam. So, this is something that um allows one spaceship to pull another spaceship towards themselves. So, sometimes in a movie, they'll say, engage the tractor beam and a beam of light will shoot out from their ship and it'll pull the other ship towards their ship. Um I think this has happened in almost every science fiction movie. At some point, someone says, um engage the tractor beam and bring that ship closer. That's how captains of spaceships talk, by the way. Um let's see here. There are many types of weapons that will be used in science fiction movies. Uh sometimes it's called a phaser. Star Trek would use phasers. On in Star Wars, they would use blasters. In old movies, they might call it a ray gun. They might simply call it an energy weapon. This is any kind of weapon that does not fire bullets but instead fires a beam of energy. Maybe it's a laser. Maybe it's a like a a bolt, a laser bolt. Maybe it's, I don't know. It's the future. It's hard to describe the projectiles but what we're talking about is something that uses energy to shoot a destructive beam of light or a destructive laser or ray. Um so, once again, phaser is something they say on Star Trek. Blaster is something they say on Star Wars. Uh and ray gun, if you watch a movie from 1950, they'll probably call it a ray gun. 
So, sometimes in the future, they have the ability to teleport from one location to another. When you use a transporter or when you teleport, you step into a machine and then you disappear and it sends you somewhere else and then you reappear. It's kind of wild. I would never use a transporter. In Star Trek, they're called transporters. In other science fiction movies, they're called teleportation devices or teleportation machines. Uh it's when like you see in the picture, you disappear in one location and you appear somewhere else. So, again, if they invented this machine, mm, I don't think I don't think I would use it. An asteroid. So, an asteroid is not a planet. It's not a star. It's just a big rock in space. It probably orbits something. It probably like we have asteroids that orbit our sun. Sometimes an asteroid will approach earth but an asteroid is a giant rock in space um and if you have ever played the video game asteroids, you would have had a chance to blow up a lot of asteroids. By the way, we didn't talk about video games but there are a lot of video games that take place in the future as well. Science fiction video games. A comet is just a collection of gases and dust and it's usually luminous. It usually gives off light and it usually uh when it approaches earth, sometimes we can see it. So, Halley's Comet would be an example of a comet that we were able to see um but a comet is just a large collection of dust, small rocks, gases uh flying through space and giving off some light. Very cool. A black hole. So, there are a lot of theories about black holes um but a black hole would be a place where there is an extremely high amount of gravity such that time and space all compress together. This is not a science lesson if I'm describing this wrong but a black hole in science fiction is usually very dangerous. Ships, if they get uh, pulled into a black hole, they can't get back out. So, a black hole is an extremely um high area of gravity. Gravity is what pulls you down to earth. So, a black hole has a lot of gravity as well. A clone. So, a clone is a complete replica of one person or animal. So, if you took my DNA and you took it to a lab, you could make another Bob the Canadian. You could make a clone of me. In science fiction, clones are often used in armies or clones are used when people want to um this is gonna sound kind of weird but in science fiction, people sometimes they grow a clone of themselves uh so that they can transfer their consciousness to a younger body. Uh in the movie or in the TV show Foundation, the ruling uh people are all clones of each other. So, a clone is when you take someone's DNA, the information that makes them who they are and you grow another version of them, I guess. Maybe I should clone myself so I have more time but then there would just be two of me. Never mind. I don't think that would work. Interstellar is anytime we talk about traveling between stars. So, interstellar, the word stellar is another word for star. So, if you go on an interstellar voyage, it means you're traveling between stars. If you go on an interstellar spaceship, it means it has the ability to travel between stars. Terraforming. Terraforming is when you find a planet and then 
um often I think on Avatar they terraforming the planet. I can't remember but it's when you change a planet usually to be more like earth. So, you see here this is I think they're taking a planet. It could even be Mars and once it's terraformed it has water and land masses and plants and things growing on it. So, when you terraform you change a planet to be more like earth. That's probably why it has the word terra in it which is another word for earth terraforming. And I talked about how when we first start living on the moon or on Mars we will start by having a base. Once that base expands and people start living there we would call it a colony. A base is used temporarily and people would probably only be at the base if they were in the military or something like that. A colony is when normal people start to live on another planet or moon. So, if we had a colony on the moon people would probably live in domes. I think this is supposed to be Mars though. Uh people would probably be get married and have children in a colony whereas a base would just be um you know a temporary place to stay for a bit but a colony is a little more serious. And in the future we might have holograms. Right now I am just on a flat screen. You can only see me from one side but if I was a hologram I would be on your desk and you would be able to look at my ear and my other ear. <laughs> it would be kind of strange but in the future um and in a lot of science fiction people will have holograms. So, they'll have um in Star Wars there's a little hologram of Princess Leia that the R2D2 uh android shoots out. Droid, sorry, droid, not android. Um so, you can see her in three dimensions. Very cool. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.